claimed that it was shit in his day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? Which one got a little bit better? Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and does not understand the internet. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who has not checked her Facebook in a year and a half and feels really good about it. Good for you. I yeah. haven't turned on Facebook in about five years. Facebook really sucks, and when it's out of your life, it feels like a weight is lifted, y'all. Like, come over to our side. And today, we are doing something crazy, in which we're not giving a second chance to one movie, but two, and that is Matrix Reloaded. Uh-huh. And Matrix... You got it. Revolution. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Um, as I told Joe before we started recording this, I kept mixing up all the R words. Like I would just throw an R word at the end of Matrix and think that was it. So it's not Matrix or Resurgence. <laughs> nope. I've set her clear on that. Thought it was. And then so, I thought I thought that was the second, and then I thought Matrix Three was uh Matrix Resolution, because it's like the resolution. But I like that title much better. Thank you. Thank you. Well, today on the podcast. We are going to be talking about the sequels for the movie The Matrix. So it's Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Resur Revolution. Re <laughs> That's not that either. Oh, wait. No, it's Reloaded and, re and Revolutions. Revolutions. Yeah. Again, wow. <laughs> wow. Shame on all of us. We'll Who figure knows? it out one day. Two and um, three, whatever. Matrix 4, Matrix Resurrections. Yes is about to hit the theaters and HBO Max, and we thought no better way to get ready for it, prepare for it, than to rewatch two and three. That's right, because obviously The Matrix 1 is iconic. Classic. Classic. Has its mark on cinematic history, for sure, no question. But two and three has this sort of torrid history. And so we wanted to revisit it after all this time with four coming around and just see, is it as bad as people said? Is it better than people said? What's going on here with two and three? Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this movie. Like, yeah. giving Both away big plot details. So if you haven't caught up on your Matrixes, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Do I even need to talk about the first Matrix? I don't I mean, should we just do a refresher just of the synopsis for Matrix 1? I think we I, all know, but like... You know, there's a guy named uh, Mr. Anderson, and he gets the choice to, you know, come out of the uh, fake world, which is like internet world, the Matrix, and come and live in the real world, and he learns everything he knew was wrong and false, and oh man, it's nuts. It's a trip. Um... That's a bad way of explaining that movie, but you know what? <laughs> I, I just really, it's a really complicated, fun trip of a movie, so go for it. Uh, we're gonna, I'm not sure to read because I'm never gonna be able to 
stay with the sequels or absolutely not, not. all right matrix so, 2 let's have matrix 2 first so yeah again we're gonna be talking about both the movies and i apologize if we you know it might get confusing about which one we're talking about yeah i always see these movies as like one movie they split into two parts in 2003 they released both of them in 2003 about six months apart i think that's like a first for movies i've never seen sequels come out that quick of each other because i think they filmed them at the same time they just split the release there's a very clear like to be continued moment at the end of the second one so to me, they belong together. They need to be watched together and reviewed together. That's right. All right. So with Reloaded, Freedom Fighters, Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus continue to lead the revolt against the Machine Army, unleashing their arsenal of extraordinary skills and weaponry against the systematic forces of repression and exploitation. That's not it. There's um, a lot of issues here. First of all, it's too wordy. I think I think they're preparing to fight and to, and take down the machine army. I guess that's what's happening. But also, like, they're not leading the revolution. Like, we find out that there's other people within the yeah. actual real world that are, like, higher up leaders than they are. Um, so they're just, like, yeah, just, like, really good soldiers in the war against... Yeah, from the first one, it looked like like only like ten people have made it out of the matrix, right? And like Morpheus is their leader, and they can hack into the matrix. They can link their brains into the matrix, and if they die in the matrix, they die in the real world. And real world is disgusting and it's terrible. Yeah, it really sucks. I would never take that red pill. So yeah, I think if I had like a good life in there, I'd be like, that's a lot of work. I'm fine. All right, so that was the second movie. Why don't you tell us what the third movie's about? The human city of Zion defends itself against the massive invasion of the machines as Neo fights to end the war at another front while also opposing the rogue Agent Smith. That's not a great synopsis of it either. Neo is trying to stop Agent Smith. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's almost like a secondary mission for him. So, like, I think, so the first part is good. Like, the city of Zion, the city, city. The city is trying to stop the. It's trying the, to stop the, the war, the machines. The squid robots. Killing them. Yeah. So, sure, yeah, that is what's happening. And then Neo, like, I'm pretty sure he's trying to, like, just, like, end all the machines. And Agent Smith just happens to, like, be there. And then he's like, okay, well, then I guess I have to stop him, too. But we already, like, if you're going into the third movie, you already know who Agent Smith is, which we'll get into later. But, like, I don't think we necessarily need that part in the synopsis. The movie itself is super confusing. I don't think the synopsis really helps clarify anything. I would agree. It's really hard to give any sort of critiques on how good the synopsis could be because I am also extremely confused by what's even happening. So, Jessica... When was the first time you watched these sequels? And what was your thoughts on these sequels? So I was I watched the Matrix series when I was really young. Like really young looking back. Um, which is interesting. I'm six and I think these movies are so good. 
So if I didn't see The Matrix 2 and 3 in 2003 when they came out, like I definitely saw them around like shortly after when they okay. were like, you know, at your family video or blockbuster to rent. Um because I distinctly okay, I distinctly remember watching the third movie on a portable DVD player. Do you remember those? Yeah, I have I owned one. I had one and they of course were I owned it. one. They were it. So children, gather around. Um before we had laptops or streaming. And cell phones that you could watch movies on. And cell phones you could just watch a movie on. In between the introduction of DVDs and you know streaming, there was portable DVD players. Oh, and it was just like a tiny like laptop shaped thing. And you'd put your DVD in and then there was like a little screen. God, that bring, I haven't thought about DVD. one of those in years. What a waste yeah. of technology. Seriously, it, waste. You would have because like <laughs> My dumbass would like bring like a sleeve of the CD packets of like thirty DVDs every time I would bring that out. Like, oh, in case I want to watch all of these. <laughs> yeah, you don't have time to watch them all. Like, what? Would do you really need to watch Memento while you're just like on the bus? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I would like abuse that DVD player and would just bring it when there was like a five minute car ride somewhere. Like. That's dumb. But yeah, it was it. It was the hot piece of technology. <laughs> the Matrixes <laughs> sound like the worst thing to watch on there. I feel like it's so visually, like, the aesthetic of the visuals, you need, like, a large screen. It's like, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Hold up. My headphones slipped off a little bit. I'm watching this. I was in high school. Okay. And I definitely saw this in the theaters. I, I'm... I remember going with like a group of like buddies from like scouts, I think. And we all like watched and we we're all so pumped. It was exciting. Um, and so we were ready. I, I know we all watched one of them together. I don't think I watched the second one with all of them. Uh, but like, yeah, it was, uh, I remember going and I remember getting really pumped because the matrix was really wild. Yeah. So like I was expecting wild things from this. So I don't know how you felt afterwards, but I definitely remember even as a kid in 2003, like I would have been in middle school. Um, I was kind of like, yeah, it sounds so great. Um, I, I definitely think the second one blew me away visually because it's so many action things are happening. There's like a 20 minute like freeway chase fight that is just wild. It's very good look. Yeah, it looks Probably great it's a it's so good um, um i just remember and i personally i closed that portable dvd player and never saw either one again until uh, this week <laughs> i mean i feel like i may i oh, it's hard to say how many times i've watched them it's de it's like it's a small amount so okay. it's definitely one theater view each maybe one home viewing each even because it's yeah i don't I don't quite remember them too. I remember the second reloaded a bit more just because there's a really a lot visually happening that's like sticks in the brain. But like the third one, I'm I, I remember like two, three things. Same. And I was I know how it ends. I know what characters survive, what don't survive. Mm -hmm. And it's the inner parts of this movie, I do not remember anything. And really just watching a couple of days ago, I still don't remember what happened. I would agree. I think, but one is it's it's in its own category for me. I've seen one a few times um, since it first came out. 
One is yeah, one is yeah. one I'd watch. I mean that's his, one is like its own beast, but it's two and three that are anomalies, truly. So all right, well, enough of what we think about it. We'll get to that later. What do the critics think about it when it first released? You know oh what? boy. It's gonna be weirder now, guys, because we're doing a split episode. Mm-hmm. Kinda. I mean it's one episode together. We're just splitting between two movies. Because they really go together. They really um, do. They go together. But we're going to try our best here okay. to make sure you know which movie we're talking about. So first and foremost, we're going to start off with two. We're going to start off with the reviews of two and then we'll move on to three. So Matrix Reloaded. To kick us off, we got Nell Minow. <laughs> yes! Our favorite reviewer here. Oh, and so since she's at the top, I'm guessing it's a positive. She is positive, yeah. She has a... She's a fresh tomato. All right. <laughs> what does she have to say? Nell Minow of Common Sense Media. Electrifying, but still violent. Second in trilogy. <laughs> You're right, Nell. Yeah, it is no. the second. It, it is, is the second in the trilogy. No arguing that, honey. <laughs> Man, it is electrifying. <laughs> and violent. And She's violent, right. yeah. Apt. Just perfect <laughs> review. I don't know why we even do this. Let's just read Nell's reviews for everyone. God, she's great. She's great. Love her. Icon. Legend. Ugh. Do you do you really think it's this, uh, is that violent? See, that's hard to say because I did watch this when I was younger. So if it is violent, like I was exposed to it at a young age. So now I just think, <laughs> so, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> when I watch these movies now, um, I don't really consider them when i hear the word violence i think like blood i think like yeah deaths with blood with this movie the the action violence fighting is so stylized yeah in its own thing yes where it's like this kind of i wouldn't say it's like slow paced karate but it's like and it's all the all these noises paired with the the swings which is really goofy to me now <laughs> and it's i i like it as as an adult after seeing so many other movies that are cameras are shaking like fucking crazy mm-hmm. and i can't tell who's taking a swing at who but in this i know who's swinging i know who's blocking it looks the choreography is on point yeah um and i can i understand the what the fight is happening it looks great so but it's definitely its own, like, that's a Matrix fight. I know that it's like Mac from Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I would agree. I don't necessarily think of these movies as violent because they are incredibly stylized and they're sort of their own type of fighting. I guess the third one you could argue violence, but like, yeah, I, again. There's not um, much blood in this, you, I think. No, I I noticed, like, so. someone gets shot and, like, blood is on the wall or it's something nuts. Stephen Hunter from the Washington Post wrote, no, it's not great. No, it's not a disaster. Okay, are you ready for a review that's so of the time? Just like fucking let's get in our time machine and go to 2003. Yeah. Mike Clark from USA Today wrote, Reloaded seems less tired than X-Men 2. That's so rude. What did X2 have anything to do with this? Every review that year, he was just like... How does this fare against X2? How can I bring up X2 again? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, I mean, the both of those were probably the high action movies of two thousand three. Yeah, they were probably it. All right, to shut down the positive reviews for <laughs> Matrix Two Reloaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, our favorite sassiest bitch came in and liked this movie. That makes sense. Roger Ebert with the Chicago Sun-Times wrote, an immensely skillful sci-fi adventure. That's it? That's, That's all it. he had to write? That's all he had to say. I feel like he is the chatty Cathy. He you know what? Way more to say. He really, he really sometimes can be the chattiest of Cathy's or the vaguest of Vanna's. Okay. Well, let's switch gears and see what people didn't like about this movie. Derek Adams of Time Out wrote, Worryingly, the longer this movie goes on, the harder it is to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. At first, it kind of hooked me in, and then it's just as we keep going, I'm just like, what is happening? What are you doing? What is happening? I don't get it. Well, I think the first time you're watching it, you're really curious, like, what is all this new stuff? Right. I'm I'm intrigued by it all. I think after knowing it all, sitting on it and rewatching it again, you're just like, wait. What? What? What are you doing? <laughs> what? Jeff Perver from the Toronto Star wrote, while it's both naive and unfair to expect lightning to strike terrain this fertile twice. The most distressing thing about reloading of the Matrix is how much it feels like the Phantom Menace. Excuse me? <laughs> no, it does not feel like the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is in its own category of excellence. So I, I actually did find myself now as an adult who can critically think watching both two and three not just two but two and three and some moments some scenes i'd be like did we see the prequels and just like take some inspiration from that because that's kind of how what, it feels what from the pre it's from star wars prequels yeah what from star wars prequels do you think was a copy paste of this so so ghost it's twins not, it's not two it's not okay. two but oh, more three, so the third one in the three, I think there's some parts that are like, okay, are we Star Wars now? Um, like there's that in that moment where, you know, Morpheus and Jada Pinkett Smith are talking to the council and Morpheus is like, I don't know, but I know if we believe. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck? Why is there a council all of a sudden? Like, I believe Anakin you? is the chosen yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I believe he's the one and he believes. Okay, okay I see the correlation now. And then there's a lot. There's Leo's a few times, the chosen one. And then there's a few times where, like, Jada Pinkett Smith, who's like, you know, the captain of a fucking spaceship, spaceship. or whatever, is is just having some Han energy where she's like, "We didn't come all this way for nothing." I know that's not prequel, but it just has I... some Star Wars energy. David Edelstein with Slate wrote. An ugly, bloated, repetitive movie that builds to a punchline that should have come an hour earlier. Let's shift gears even more to the Matrix Revolutions. Oh, okay, gonna be nice. They're gonna be nice. Joel Siegel of Good Morning America 
There's great storytelling, some of Hollywood's best ever. The story takes jaw-dropping turns. Joel Siegel, what the fuck are you talking about? The Hollywood's best ever? What? <laughs> no. What? No. no. You know there no. was a, this is the third one in the series, right? The first Did you see one the is... first two? Yeah, the first one is oh. great. And storytelling? There's so many other things. So many other better stories out there. There's a lot of carbon copy of storytelling in the third for me. David M. Kimmel from Worcester Telegram and Gazette wrote, This is, in effect, the second half of the film. And if Reloaded was mostly build-up, Revolutions is all payoff. Disagree. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> see much. I, I didn't get paid off when I watched this. Um... I do think Revolutions has like one good action sequence in it, but again, I would have, I would have mashed that into the second one. I would have yeah. made one big movie and not two movies. I I think that it is accurate though, and that like yeah, two and three essentially go hand in hand. Like you have, they can't be separated really, because they're really intertwined. And I would say two is the setup for three, but there is no payoff. Lori Hoffman of Atlantic City Weekly. The Matrix Revolutions has successfully dodged the bullet that the Matrix Reloaded aimed at the franchise. Ooh. Ooh. I don't care what she's talking about. I like that review. Yeah, I like the review too. I don't think I agree with what she's saying, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> Christopher Smith of Bangor Daily News. To enjoy The Matrix Revolutions, it's probably best to enter it with lowered expectations. How true. But that's yeah. with anything. I feel like lowered expectations, everything, you can enjoy a hell of a lot, everything. You know what? That is pretty true. If you just go in with lowered expectations, odds are you're going to be surprised, especially when it comes to movies. I mean, after watching two and three, that's exactly how I'm going to go into four. Like, little to no exp expectations. You know, I like Keanu, and I like uh, Yaya. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I love him. Um, and Carrie Ann Moss still looks like she's kicking ass, so like, all right. That's it. That's all I'm expecting. Michael W. Phillips Jr. of Goat Dogs Movies. God, that's a terrible name. <laughs> Is this a good movie? Hell, I don't know. I don't think so. Although, I liked it. <laughs> what a great review. <laughs> you, you didn't establish any opinion. No. I don't know. I, I saw it. It'll do, I, I guess. <laughs> What a mental As a reviewer, journey. I can't tell you if it was good or not. I can only tell you if I liked it or not. I, I liked it, but I don't think it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. All right. On that note, it's time for some bad reviews. Quaz, oh. give me a bad review. Let's get into it. All right. Victoria Alexander with movie reviews in Croatian wrote, <laughs> wrote, Visually stunning, but a huge disappointment. The resolution sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's definitely not visually superior to the first two. Definitely not the first one. 
and yeah, the resolution was just kind of like, oh, okay. My one and only negative review that I'm going to read for this movie is from my girl, Nell Minnow of Common Sense Media. Finale with some heavy violence, weaker script. Manola Dargis from Los Angeles Times wrote, How did something that started out so cool get so dorky? <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't know. A great I got that question too, because I don't really understand what happened here. Shit. All right, let, well, let's stop reading reviews and let's talk about it. How do you want to talk about two Matrix sequels? Oh, man. The second one, there are some cool fight sequences at Freeway. You get a really great Neo versus like a million Agent Smiths. And he's on a rooftop with a giant ass pole and knocks him around, post it, kicks him all in the face. And then he flies away like goddamn Superman. You're like, what? The freeway chase is the biggest thing of that. And it lasts, it's a long sequence with many different components to it that are really impressive to watch nowadays and are really, like, engaging and captivating. Filmmaking-wise, it's so impressive because they built, like, a stretch of freeway in the middle of the desert just to, like, film this, like, 20-minute sequence. It took them, I think, like, almost, like, an entire month to film this, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that they built their own freeway. That makes sense yeah. though because there's just so much going how on. How would you how would you film that? There's agents that are jumping off cars and just seeing the physics of that look great. Like visually two holds up over time. Uh it could it be cleaner, of course, because technology, but like it still looks so wild. Just so good. Yeah. That sequence alone is really great and I think saves the whole movie. Like let's take that sequence out of the movie. It's not shit. <laughs> yeah. Third movie, I feel like the only action sequence you really get is like the machines coming at them at the end. Yeah. And then Neo fighting with Agent Smith in the rain, which is. There's horrible. that. And then there's Neo fighting Agent Smith in real life, which is quite. I have questions. Okay. Well, I don't. Away. See, it's so. So it's so bizarre because yeah. two ends with. I'm just gonna say I'm you know I'm gonna even rewind a little bit more. We might have to talk it out because like it's it's so confusing. It's this, so confusing. As, okay, blanket this as an adult after seeing them all, I had a hard time digesting all the information. That they're yeah, us. watching both of them back to back. What? What is? Especially two because two like starts off taking us like on this place where we're like. Okay, remember the first one? Eh, all right, we're going to go here. And it's like, wait, wait, what? So, like, the whole plot of two is so confusing. Like, I don't know. You, like, typically, I don't know what our characters are doing in the place they're at and, like, what that means for the whole plot. Like, just throughout the whole movie, essentially. End of one, Neo kills Agent Smith, and then he's definitely known as the one because he's the first one that's defeated uh an agent so we know he's the one yay great uh in the second one agent smith comes back um as like an alternate program again this is where it gets really convoluted because i don't understand where the matrix like where it's like hard drive is where everything is made the architect where is all these things 
um, Smith comes back and he's able, he's figured out a way to like implant himself and be essentially become a virus, spread himself to others, multiplying and multiplying. Because uh, his his main goal is to kill Neo, kill the Matrix, wipe out all everything. Because fuck everything, um, which is you know metal as hell. Neo's goal is not like to defeat Smith. It's to, like you know prevent the robots from destroying all real humans. Um, oh, this is a lot of things. Uh, in some point in the movie, before getting phone called out of his ass out and back into the real world. Agent Smith in intercepts and like viruses himself into somebody who's phoning out. And so when that guy phones out, it's actually Smith that is in the And so when that happens, his ship gets destroyed. He's on a ship that gets destroyed because it's Smith that probably destroyed it off camera. At the end, they reveal like, we found... We found a ship, and this is the only survivor. And it's revealed oh. it's the guy that Smith went into, and I I think uh. that's such a fucking good cliffhanger ending. Um, it's good. It's really thought out. That's why I like it as a cliffhanger ending. Knowing, oh, in six months we're getting the other movie. I can wait. That's great. I'm pumped for the next one. Okay. See, I was so confused about who that guy was yeah, because they they. It's, like, all off-camera, kind of, that, like, this ship got destroyed and one survivor. And so the movie literally ends with Morpheus being, like, there was one survivor. And we, like, pan across this guy and then... Nobody knows it's Smith. And then at the beginning of the third one, he does weird, goofy shit, like, he's got a knife and he's, like, tiptoeing, like, I'm gonna go stab Neo. And someone's, like, (laughs) hey, guy, what? What? Uh, I gotta... I'm just checking out this thing. My bad. Um... So I didn't real like I did not realize that Smith just inhabits that person's body. I thought that was Smith as a human, and then he became this thing within the Matrix when he plugged his mind in. Now that makes more He's sense. Able to escape for a little bit. Could be wrong, but shout out to Hugo Weaving for Smith is great. He killed Iconic. Smith. Two actually lacks a lot of Agent Smith because there's a good gap in the movie where he's not around i like him a lot as our villain i sort of wish we had more of him also into we're introduced to this like new villain that is a villain for like a minute and then a minute in the beginning of three and i don't understand what his deal is like one bit and that's the they just call him the french man i don't understand it who are uh, you he's, he's another program again he's not a real person yeah he's a- program sure yeah i guess yeah i don't understand what his again i've watched this movie a couple times i can't really explain is a program they got to get past and they need the help of the the key master and to get that help they turn to the frenchman's wife that leads me to something that always has sort of i don't want to say confuses me but like makes me question things which is okay so i and i could be wrong but my interpretation of at least the first one is kind of more cut and dry, which is you're either human or you're machine. And if you're a human, then you're a human and you're decent and you have a soul and you're a human and you're good, kind of, except for like the one guy. But for the most part, our humans are good and our machines are bad. And then in the second one, we sort of break those world building rules that we've created in which 
okay, you don't have to be a human. You could be a program, which would fall under the umbrella of the machine, and you can be good or bad, which is like, how though? How, like, how? How, how do the programs have a life of their how own? How do the programs have a soul? Like, we're in fucking Westworld now, and they have conscious. Like, yeah, it, it gets what? <laughs> the water gets really muddy, and I don't know what to make of it. I would agree. I don't like. I don't know what in certain instances, like what the messaging here is, and what you're trying to tell me. And I think too, that's one thing that really makes me detached from two and three is that I can't tell if I don't get it because I'm not getting it, or if the filmmakers are trying so hard to be highbrow and high concept that they have lost the plot entirely. Can I not understand your high concept or can you not understand your high concept? Like I don't understand the high concept. <laughs> I don't understand the high concepts either. The first one is a high concept. Like that's a high concept yeah. to wrap your mind around, but it's written and given to us in a way that's very understandable. So you can understand like the messaging and like what they're trying to say with this. Whereas the second it's like, okay, so are we not really having like a messaging here? We just like, Robots, programs, machines, fight. For me, there's no streamlining of the same messaging, of the same feeling and vibe through the second and third. Because in the second and third, we start introducing like, you know what? Like programs are like good people also, but they're not people, but they care about us and we care about them. And they're kind of humans because they care about each other. What? the fuck after watching the sequels the first one seems really simple just like yes hey we need to dial into the matrix (laughs) and then they they conk out and they come back in and they can go in and out the first one is more understandable in that like neo's abilities like his ability to learn kung fu is because oh this is downloaded to your brain like oh in this world you it's all computerized it makes sense and then we start to have like these weird neo abilities like him fucking flying like did he download that did he get the coding to fucking the upgrade to fly it's because he's the one i already know the answer he's the one and when you you are the one which he doesn't believe he just morpheus tells me i'm the one um and naobi's like i don't believe he's the one but if Morpheus believes, then... No one believes he's the one except Morpheus. The Oracle established that, in the first one, that Trinity would fall in love with the one. With the one. And then Morpheus, what did she say to him? Like, she, he'd give his life for the one? Or, I don't remember what he... But he, Morpheus knows, like, Neo's the one based off of her oracling. Like, just rip that bandit off. He's the one. Sure. I like that Naobi is, like, the Oracle had told uh, Jada Pinkett, like, hey, like, there's going to come a time when you do what he says and like you can either choose to help him or not but like you should like yeah like fuck yeah i don't think he is but morpheus says so like you know what fuck it let's do it so that leads me to something too that i was thinking a lot throughout these two movies um i really like jada pinkett in these movies like i really do like her however and this is no fault of her i think she's doing the best possible thing she can do I wish her character was more fleshed out and, like, I really understood what her deal was. Because I don't really understand what her deal is, except for the fact that she, like, used to hook up with Morpheus, and now she hooks up with the other guy. 
she's really sidelined in number two, but gets a lot of screen time yes. for three. Yeah. And I like that she's like, fuck you. I'm this let me pilot this ship. She has a lot of like commanding badass moves. So yeah. like, I feel like when it's just simple, grounded stuff, that movie excels with her. Just realize there's something that I need to say, yeah. which is Morpheus. Morpheus is a really cool character in one. Uh-huh. And then by the end in three, he's just a co-pilot in a spaceship. Yeah. What the fuck did you do to Morpheus? He's <laughs> like the de facto leader of the Nebuchadnezzar yeah. in one. Then when we realize they're just a little part of the big world. I guess he doesn't he ain't shit. But in three, he's literally just like helping Jada fucking oh, yeah. pilot. He, like that's it. And that's I'm all the he ex-boyfriend does. that's gonna help pilot this what ship. The fuck did you do to my my dude? One thing I, too is we like you said, we just have so many new characters that come in and out. And not just in and out of the movie, like in and out within five minutes. We'll have someone that's like, Hey, I'm here. All right, bye. Like, but I like establishing character like new characters like this in a sequel. Sure, yeah. To like I have more humans to root for that I'm I'm like, yeah, I want them to make it out and not die. Especially when you have like Link who has like a loved one who we all we all get like what love and like yeah. feelings for one another. So His like wife and kids having yeah. him like, hey, we're gonna make it, we're gonna see each other again. You're root you rooting for them, but they do not get enough screen time the to flush either one of them out, which is irritating because I feel like we could have done some better stuff with him. I would cut out train bullshit. I would cut out all the Frenchman bullshit. Or at least yeah. first film, fine. We don't need to go back to the Frenchman ever again. No, but we um, do. Third one should ju- should have just been like, play with the characters that we established. Yeah. But we introduced new ones in the third movie. And I think the issue too with introducing these new characters in two and three is that there is not, in my opinion, a tier of who we should be caring about. So like, like you said, like Link and his family are not at the top. And then Frenchman is number four. It's like all of them are at the same level and they're introduced and talked about in a way that we need to care about all these people. And it's like, but the people that are coming and going should be at the bottom and the people that are going to stay with us should be at the top. Like there's no like differentiation. I feel like between like supporting and like supporting, supporting. So it's like, who the fuck are all of you? I just know my top three and Jada's around like (laughs) what? (laughs) There's a big chunk of the movie where Neo just like kind of disappears. Disappears. And I'm like, wasn't this movie about him? Like, but for both movies, like there's a chunk where he's just not around for both movies, but like, Like, especially three, the whole first one, the matrix is about his journey. So I feel like the sequel should also be about his journey doing something we just have all these supporting characters to help them out. Those supporting characters become the main focal points. And Neo, it's like, oh, we'll check back on him in a minute. But like in the meanwhile, like let's see what this person's doing you just met 10 minutes ago and try to care. And I think this trilogy could have been a lot better if we trimmed most of these weird like Matrix and Programs characters like that we have no attachment to. Just cut them out. And then we well, can... We like... I like the keymaster. There's a few I would I like, but there's a lot we could just get rid of that literally add nothing to the plot in the end. So like there's just so many of them. So at the end of the second one, Neo runs into the architect who like explains that like 
this has happened before and it's going to keep happening and Neo is always going to be doing like it always resets itself and that when I heard that I was like what 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 there has been so many other versions of this story that's happened that opens up way more questions than answers that I don't get answered in three so like because in the first one we're made to believe that all like human bodies are like these like fucking fetuses that are harvested for energy essentially we're in these pods and we're harvested for energy and then i while i don't think it's explicitly stated i was just in the understanding of like once they've used us for our energy like a new battery they just toss us and get a new one i don't know if they ever toss us i think they just keep using they just keep using us as far as i know i don't (laughs) i didn't write it i don't know i don't know (laughs) just throw me in the dumpster just toss them out or get a fresh fetus in there like i don't know i just have a lot of questions now that we find out there's like this just keeps happening and resetting it's like so then what about neo's like physical body does he just stay where he's at but then how are you gonna what just resets again and then morpheus morpheus number 6134 and now has to find neo all over again this neo is the one that made the choice to save his friends and still was able to like defeat everyone he is the one because he is the one that can make the choice all the others have failed before him end up saving trinity but then in three she ends up dying anyway which fucking sucks yeah especially if he's like she's gonna die gonna die you can't kill her in the third one after giving her a fake out death okay so speaking of trinity's fake out death in two yeah this was something i did remember from the first time watching it didn't make a lot of sense to me then still doesn't make a lot of sense to me now so trinity at the end of two is like dying I guess. And her within the matrix, she's not doing too well. And that has an effect on her body that's brain-wise plugged into the matrix. Okay. And then okay. Neo in the matrix puts his hand in a uh in a cut she has on her yeah, yeah, yeah. torso, just swoops his hand into her. her in through her yeah, yeah. grabs her heart and she starts like giving a little pump 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 pump, yeah. pump, pump. and that um keeps her alive yeah, in, in real powerful. life yeah oh okay so that's it he's just powerful if you die in the matrix you die in real life totally so, so if then he, if you're brought back to life in the matrix you're brought back to life in real life it, it would help reestablish your health yeah that's so uh, dumb. I'm sorry. That's so dumb. And then, then the whole being like, oh, well, he is the one, so he can do it. That's dumb. That is dumb. Well, yeah. As the one, he's able to defeat Agent Smith in the third one. Um, he makes a bet with, I think, the Matrix itself. <laughs> I I still can't figure out what that thing is. It's like a giant like uh, circle that's just it has like a face that comes up like blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna make a bet with you like and he's like I'm gonna kill Agent Smith well if you die then I'm unplugging you and you die in real life okay sure but if I win 
cool. Bye. <laughs> like, and then I don't even remember what, what if, it was. If he wins, they get to free all the humans off screen. Okay. Off screen. A- after fighting Smith, he realizes Smith like fires his Neo's ass, and then because of that, Neo dies and gets unplugged because that Agent Smith that's in him get is now Neo. It's now unplugged, and then it kills the virus. So it's like a catch-22, and then Neo wins the bet with the Matrix, which is, it's a big mess. I am so confused by the end. So confused by the end. And then the end is kind of is like, Neo did a thing, and we're all good. And then it's just the the architect, and then the Oracle hanging out like, Sup. With the with the kid with what's her face Sudi Su Su Sudi that Priyanka Chopra is playing in four, that's who she is. The little girl Priyanka Chopra is that the train the train the kid train girl okay is the the, hanging girl. out with the Oracle at the end. That's who Priyanka Chopra is going to play in well, four. Makes yeah, makes the four more interesting. interesting. I guess <laughs> does it does it, it? It makes it slightly more interesting. How? Because the kid is older now the fuck does that make how she's a program how did she age dude (laughs) there's so many matrix questions that i'm the wrong person to ask okay Um, jessica what do you think does this deserve (laughs) a second chance absolutely not two and three are awful two and three are trash i fucking hate them so much (laughs) i hate them so much so i I don't agree with the hating them part, but like, <laughs> hate them. It's a struggle to rewatch three. Two is visually, it's still fun. I, I like, I'll watch, I'll rewatch two again. I'll probably never rewatch three. Um, they made me actually, <laughs> I'm less interested in watching the fourth one after rewatching these two, but I'm still going to watch it because I'm a sucker for movies and I'll watch anything. If you have not seen any Matrix movie, Please watch the first one. Do you need to watch the second or third one? Not unless you really want to. Second one is fun to rewatch. That third one was, eh, it was, there's so much information. It was like studying for a test that I didn't need to take. Yes, that's what it felt like. I Right now, I feel like I'm giving a book report on something that I didn't read. Like, I didn't read <laughs> and it. And I didn't understand it. <laughs> but I watched I, this movie. Oh, I read it. I just don't get I don't it. get it. There are parts of two and three where they were attempting to expand upon the universe they created, but majority of the movie, it is things that create more loose ends and more questions than I'm given answers to. And to me, that's like a, that's an issue. Um, but I hope four is entertaining. Let's hope so. We'll see. I like Keanu a whole lot. We all do. He's great. He's Duke great. Um, so and Point Break. He's Point Break. He's Point Break. John Wick. I don't know if we would have John Wick if not for him in Matrix, you know? Probably. I mean, we, we would have John Wick. We just wouldn't have Keanu as John Wick. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm sorry if this whole episode was very disjointed, but so is Matrix 2 and 3. So we tried our best here with this. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us on YouTube for a visual episode and your audio episode on wherever you listen to podcasts. In the show notes, you can find our Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, social medias, whatever links you need to follow us. Please follow us. Let's be friends. Let's chat. Let's talk about movies. Can you answer all these Matrix questions we have, please? I don't get it. A big thank you, as always, to BD McBeatface for making our dope theme song. We love it so much. It's so fun. And yeah, if you've been listening to us and if you've enjoyed this, please give us a like, give us a share if you think your friends would like it. Subscribe, you know, hit all those buttons, please. It really helps. Beep, boop, beep. We'll be back with another Second Chance movie. It is inevitable.